70 to 90% of women at some point in their lives have experienced fibrocystic and uh, lumps on their breasts. So yeah, it's just pretty much, you know, every woman who's listening to this probably has had it. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Has this happened to you? You're in your 40s or maybe in your 30s like me, and suddenly you don't feel like yourself anymore. You start gaining weight, especially around your butt, hips, and thighs. PMS symptoms hit you like a bag of bricks, and you seriously think you're going to kill someone. Heavy bleeding, intense cramping, and uncomfortable bloating become the norm for your period. Your breasts feel very heavy, tender, and fibrous. You can't sleep, and you feel tired all day long. Now, I'll be honest. When I was in my mid-30s and feeling not so hot and definitely not comfortable in my body, I experienced these exact symptoms. And initially... I just chalked it up to the unusually bad periods and bigger boobs. I had fibrocystic breasts, migraines that dominated my life the day of my period, crazy mood swings that took me by surprise, bloating and heavy bleeding that made me carry an extra change of clothes just in case, plus a big old bag of super tampons. Eventually, I got really tired of these symptoms, as you can imagine, and took a deeper dive into what was going on. I was not willing to accept that these were just bad periods, even though I was told by my mom when I was very young that that is what happens to us. I knew that my menstrual cycle was off and I wanted to figure out what was causing my hormones to be whacked out. I wanted to put a name to what I was experiencing and that's when I found it. I was dealing with severe symptoms of estrogen dominance. Now, although estrogen dominance can start as early as girls in their teens, we see it mostly occur during perimenopause when women are in their 30s and 40s and simply have too much estrogen in relation to progesterone because progesterone is the hormone that we typically lose first as it continues to decline in our mid to late 30s and into our 40s. And some women can suffer from symptoms of estrogen dominance for 10 to 15 years before they really begin to notice that, ooh, something is wrong. And the reason why that happens so often is that we've all been told culturally that it's normal to have bad periods. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. Now, I had my worst symptoms of estrogen dominance at age 35, but it probably started in my early to mid 30s. I just didn't notice, like it wasn't worse enough, it wasn't bad enough for me to really pay attention to it until it was. And here's the hard truth that most doctors don't know. Estrogen dominance is at an all-time high for women right now, and many women not only have severe symptoms of estrogen dominance, but they're also starting to notice that their breast tissue is super inflamed as well. Now, if you've ever noticed your boobs getting bigger, or they're more ropey, more painful, like right before your period, or they feel lumpy in your breasts during your period, well, today, I want you to know that you are in the right place. I invited my dear friend and fellow hormone expert, Magdalena Vizlaki, to speak on overcoming estrogen dominance, but specifically focusing on overcoming those inflamed, dense, heavy, painful breasts, because there are so many women needlessly suffering because often doctors don't have an answer. Now, before we dive deep into what is going on and what we can do about it, I want to just quickly sing her praises. 
Magdalena Vizlaki is the founder of Hormones Balance, an online community dedicated to helping women to rebalance their hormones naturally. She's a certified nutrition coach, herbalist, and published bestselling author. Her new book that she just has out is Overcoming Estrogen Dominance, and she has just released this incredible game-changing supplement kit called Happy Sisters, specifically targeting that painful, lumpy breast tissue that could be causing you a lot of pain. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. Magdalena, honey, how are you doing, girl, out in the wilderness right now? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm in a state park in Vermont and uh, out of my camper van, you can see my bedroom behind me. I'm actually sitting in my living room. My kitchen's on the left. So, you know, I've been doing it for two and a half months and it's been great. I just went to the park. We went for a swim in the lake. I got back, dried my hair, put some makeup on and here I am talking to you. So, And you've got your babies with you too. You got your fur babies. I do. One useless assistant right there and the one on my lap. So I'm sure he's going to get up in a minute. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> in case, the reason why we're also sharing this, two reasons why we're sharing this. One, endless possibilities for the life that you want. Magdalena is doing it, living her best life and doing it and managing her hormones and all the whole thing. I just love it. And the second reason is that we're just my mindful about audio and video. And so we want to just give you a heads up of if the dogs bark a tiny bit, or there's a teeny little glitch there here and there, it is because she is living her best life. And also she has, I mean, she's one of my, my best, one of my best friends. She is one of the, the biggest pioneer and experts in estrogen dominance. We're going to be talking specifically about boobies today, because we know that estrogen dominance has a profound impact on our breasts. So many women have come to me over the years with painful, heavy, lumpy, uncomfortable breasts. And they don't know what to do. Doctors have nothing for them, but maybe hormonal birth control. And we can do better. And it can even get much worse than that, Magdalena. I know that you've dealt with a lot of women who have had, you know, like severe fibrotic breasts and it's unreasonably painful. So that's what we're going to be talking about What I'd love, is there anything you want to set off in terms of just giving us a little bit of background around why this has become such a passionate topic for you? We were discussing this with my team. How do we approach this? And one of the things that we all agree on is that whoever has found a lump on her breast is like there are the times in the history that in your life, right? That you remember, like we all happened when 9-11 happened, right? And you knew exactly where you were. Everybody remembers that. When Princess Diana died, how much, no matter how much you loved or didn't care for her, I didn't really particularly care about, but I remember exactly where I was, right? And I think when it, when somebody, when a woman finds a breast lump, it's like that moment where you never forget when you found it for the first time, because of the, I think it's first starts with a fear, is it cancer? Consult Dr. Google, it's going to go south from there, you know, and then the whole thing about what kind of diagnostic tools do you use? Is mammogram the absolute necessity or can you do an ultrasound or maybe thermography? When you call the hospital, try to schedule maybe a mammogram. They talk to you like as if you're going to die tomorrow if you don't come in right now. Right. And then with that is like the whole baggage of emotions of guilt, shame. Is it my drinking? Is it my birth control in my 20s and 30s? Uh, did I not take care of myself enough, right? And, you know, in tremendous, so it's like the fear, the shame, the, the blaming, self-blame, right? Confusion, anxiety, and then you go in whatever 
the diagnostic tool you choose to go with, you know, and then there's a wait time, right, for to, for you to get the results. And, you know, it can be a very, very scary time in a, in a woman's life. And when it's reoccurring, sometimes, you know, women get breasts, like you said, so painful, the put on, putting on a bra is almost impossible, right? You know, a woman can go from size A cup to a D cup, but then a matter of two days, and wear two different bras, have to skip going to any kind of sports and exercise or being intimate for that matter, because it hurts so much, right? So I think there's different levels to it. There's the inconvenience that we are told that is very normal, be part of being a woman, right? And then there is also the fear, you know, uh, that it, it comes and goes. And I feel like there is so much that we can offer women so they never, ever feel like this again. I remember finding my first lump in my late 20s and I just started dating someone and I started traveling for work internationally and Hong Kong was like the market I was going to be covering in a, in a regional role. I was so proud of it. I finally got like a big bump in my salary from like a local to, you know, a more regional package, you know, and then I find this lump. It's almost like felt like I did not deserve all these good things in my life. Something had to happen to kind of bring me down to earth. That's how I felt, you know, so I, I probably have some issues with d- deservability per se. But you know, who doesn't, girl? Who doesn't? So, so that is my whole point. And since then, when I look back at it now, it's like, gosh, I really wish I knew what I know now. How preventable it is, how many things that we can do in a short term, in a long term to never find another lump again. And that's what I, you know, really, that's what I promised myself is that I'm going to do whatever it takes so I don't find another lump again to go through that emotional roller coaster. Mm. You speak to so many of us. You know, I I think about every single woman in my family have had really severe symptoms of estrogen dominance. And I remember my mom telling me at a very young age, probably younger than I even, I didn't understand. She's just like, we just have low progesterone. And I was like, hmm, you know, I was like, maybe we just don't have a great functioning liver or gut. At the time I had no idea, but I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just take that for par for the course. My family doesn't have progesterone. And so, you know, I remember knowing that my period was coming because my boobs started to get bigger. They started to hurt. They started to ache. And I was like, okay, here's my period. You know, people chalk this up as normality when it, this isn't a normal thing. And then my sister, exactly what you just described a year ago, she found a lumps. Well, actually the, her doctor, she went in and her doctor did, they did a breast exam and found all the lumps. She had severe fibrotic breast tissue, so dense, so heavy that again, they freaked her out. She had to go to a special type of mammogram, a special type of facility to see if she had breast cancer or not. They, her doctor was convinced she had breast cancer. So for two weeks, my sister's trying to get this really special type of appointment with a special type of mammogram to see if she's got breast cancer. Then, you know, they wait three days to get the results. It's insane. And you can't just get the results. You got to call the doctor back. Like it's a whole thing. And it, the whole time it was so nerve wracking. She did not have breast cancer but still had very, very, very dense, uncomfortable, painful breasts. And I, I remember telling her, I was like, mind you, I put her on all the all the supplements, but I, I remember telling her about the product that you had coming out, that you had something that was going to really help my, well, her. Mind you, we had to get to the root cause of what was going on, but this is, this is happening in my family. This happened to my sister. I remember navigating these conversations with her. This is happening to so many of us. Absolutely. So common. I mean, this is could be as common as 70 to 90 percent, depending on which, you know, who you're looking at, the demographics. 70 to 90 percent of women at some point in their lives have experienced fibrocystic and, and uh, lumps on their breasts. So, yeah, it's just pretty much, you know, every woman who's listening to this probably has had it. 
Mm. Okay. So let's, let's, so now we know we we, all of us are like touching our boobs right now. Like, Oh, I have it right now. I've had it before. I got a best friend who's got it. What do we even begin to do? How do we, how do we identify what's happening with us? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important to realize that um, there is cyclical and non-cyclical breast pain, right? So cyclical goes along with your period, like if you're menstruating. And like you said, before your period, when progesterone and estrogen both drop, it tends to, we get, tend to get a lot of inflammation around the breast. And so that's very cyclical and that can be fixed. But there's also the non-cyclical, which means that some women have it just for 30 days out of a month, you know, and it's just there. In which case, women who have the non-cyclical, which means like for two weeks, for three weeks, sometimes even for four weeks out of a month, have it. Estrogen dominance is typically at the root cause of that. I typically, I look at this as estrogen dominance that fuels inflammation, just a systemic inflammation in the body. We must remember that the breasts are highly lymphocyzed, right? And so from our lymph nodes all the way down here to our parts, this whole area is so highly, so many lymph nodes and lymphatic channels. And obviously the breasts are hugely um, emphasized. So, you know, having, I mean, I hope we can get to this topic, but like, for example, wearing a bra that doesn't constrain, you know, the lymphatic flow, right? Into the breast could be just one simple solution. But I always like to start off with the estrogen dominance part because I feel like that's the biggest, you know, needle mover for most women really quickly. Absolutely. Well, let's get into that because I want to talk a little bit about, I want to talk about the new product that you've just created because that's what we're going to be connecting people, which is the Happy Sisters. Before we get into exactly what this product entails and how it works for us as women and who is it designed for, talk a little bit about, you know, my audience definitely knows about estrogen dominance, but I would love for you to speak into, you know, what are some of the biggest causes of estrogen dominance? Who are the big players with, you know, why, why are we getting it? And then what what can we be doing? Because I feel like it's a daily habit to be ensuring that we're clearing estrogen properly. So what can we be doing on the daily to ensure that we're, we're working through those detox pathways? I think the biggest, really the biggest organ that really metabolizes estrogen out of the body, we literally poop it out, right? And mm-hmm. and so our liver is going to be the first component in here. So supporting your liver, whether it's through casserole packs or through herbs like burdock root, dandelion root, red root, yellow root, artichoke, all these amazing herbs can really improve the stagnation of the liver. There are specific supplements that I really like. There's three of them that I really, really like. Dim that upregulates the first part of the pathway in the liver to to that upregulates phase one liver detoxification. And then there's two other compounds. One is called sulforaphane and calcium deglucurate that work on the second part of the pathway. DIM has gotten a lot of like the estrogen buster, you know, reputation in the market, right? It's marketed as that. And a lot of women feel like it's working at first, but then it stops working. And it's because they, you've just upregulated so much of your f- first part of your liver detox, but you don't have anything else in the second part to bind up um, those toxins. And so, so this is where sulforaphane, uh, which is basically your broccoli seed extract, as well as calcium deglucrate, which works on a different detoxification pathway called, called the glucuronation pathway, which is um, just kind of very underestimated, I, I feel, can really be providing the binders then to support phase two. I call it a total estrogen detox. That way you're supporting your first 
pathway, the first part of the detox and the second part of the detox fully. One of the compounds that really helps with liver detoxification is definitely all your B vitamins, so B complex overall. I also love magnesium. And so, you know, just be mindful. It's not, we're not talking about magnesium oxide, which is a cheap form of magnesium, but like magnesium glycinate or in a malate form, uh, those are wonderful types of magnesium. And so, you know, just that protocol in its own can just create a really, really nice set. You're setting yourself, yourself up for success for your liver to function a lot better. You know, gut health is another one. Um, there is a subset of bacteria in the gut that call uh, the estrobolum. The estrobolum coats for enzymes that degrade estrogen as well. You know, as you know, and you've covered that with so many other conversations, I mean, gut health is such a huge conversation so that I'm not even going to go there. But I feel like one basic thing that every woman can do tomorrow is to really embark on the elimination diet to give your digestion a break, meaning getting off all the inflammatory foods, which also going to benefit your breast, because remember we said inflammation, so brings the inflammation down. When we get off gluten and dairy and soy and corn, right, and excessive sugar and alcohol, and specifically coffee, I find that coffee, when it comes to gut health, it just doesn't work for a lot of women. We had a thread just going on in our forum about what has helped to resolve lumpy breasts. And I can't tell you how many women are going in there and saying coffee, 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 coffee. And so just reducing coffee or taking coffee out. So yeah, so I mean, those are some of the basic things that we can definitely do that can help things right away. And what I described just now that really, you know, how we created Happy Sisters is the formula contains a lot of the things that I talked about, but we also created the cream for instant relief because you might need a full month to really feel the effects of estrogen dominance getting under control and your, your breast feeling better. But a lot of women are so much pain and so much discomfort. It's like, I need that help right away. And so what we have done is uh, created the cream in order for you to apply it and right away feel a lot of um, the effects. There's a few things that we used in a cream that really address it. One is GLA, so gamma-linear acid, which is basically the compound also found in a lot of women know about evening primrose oil, but we have found a borage seed, seed oil is actually higher in GLA. So we're using that. Uh, we're using castor oil because of the deep penetration and can get into the tissue and bring all the herbs with it in there. We use things like uh, nigella sativa, which is black human oil. In the Middle East, when women have... Um, swollen breast. I mean, that's the, their first go-to method is to apply, uh, you know, black seed oil and a whole bunch of different herbs that really help to stimulate the lymphatic system. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really quite a miraculous, like how quickly it produces results. Mm, I love this. Okay. So let me break this down really quickly. First, getting to the root cause, which is helping the liver and the gut move through phase one, phase two, and phase three detoxification so that we can package up this estrogen in a perfect little bow and send it on out so you poop it out, right? Okay. That's how we would love it to, to go. That way we don't have this accumulation that's causing inflammation, also elimination. And if they really want to go and learn about that, your Cooking for Hormones book is phenomenal. So we'll have a link in the show notes for that. But then, as you mentioned, so many women are in so much pain and it can take, gosh, it could take two cycles to get the estrogen dominance under control, depending on how long you've had it and how much estrogen and how much your liver needs support. It can take a minute. And some of us, we just don't, we don't want to have to take a minute. We would love to not be dealing with some of the pain and discomfort. And let's be honest, that's, there's, it's a lot of inflammation in the breast tissue, in the armpit tissue, in the lymphatic tissue that really really needs to be addressed 
immediately anyway, because that is a buildup of stagnation. So the cream that you created with the happy, the happy sisters, right, is going to be what you put on topically. And this has a lot of not only castor oil, the borage seed extract as well, and all of the different herbs designed to put on topically and begin to feel relief. But not only just that, but actually begin to reduce that stagnation, reduce the amount of inflammation that's going on here and move stuff through, which over time is going to end up getting to the root cause of what's going on with the breast tissue. Is that in a nutshell kind of what we're looking at? So we hit them, we hit both, we hit both at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. The supplement is the recall, addresses the recalls that cream as an instant relief, basically. That's how we designed it. And, you know, one of the things about the cream is that how we designed the cream is to also apply it in a form of a massage on the breast to stimulate the lymphatic massage, you know, lymphatic flow in the breast. Like I mentioned, there's so much, so many lymph nodes that we have right here, but it's also in the breast. And so massaging yourself is either you can do it in the shower using just soap when it's nice and you know soapy and you can glide your hand around or you can use something like a cream to do that if you want i can just do a quick demo and and just show yes, folks please. how to do that so and for those of you who are listening i'm just gonna try to describe it the best way i can so that you can you can see what i'm doing so first of all pressing harder doesn't mean it's better okay so it's a little bit like imagine if there's these little tiny tubes in your breast and you've got honey in it, and you kind of want to like squeeze the honey through the tubes. If you press too hard, the honey is going to get stuck in it. And so there is pressure to it, but it's not, doesn't mean it has to be hard. First thing we want to do is lift up our arm to like about 90 degrees or, or so, right? So you're just lifting it up. And we want to start off from the nipple. It's always from the nipple, and it will be going towards the armpit right so basically like you want to you see this arm your your forearm your, your arm here as being the actor remember the lymphatic system is like a highway for taking the junk out of the body right if there is stagnation in it that's when it's like that's part of reason why it hurts and so what we what they want to do is we want to go you know very slowly and just always moving it towards the arm right and it's from the nipple and you travel down and you move it up again out there do you do it on the other side right and it's so you know, every part of the breast then gets taken care of. And you do the same thing on the other side, about two, three cycles. If you don't have the time, you just apply the cream quickly. It absorbs super fast. And so you can just put on a bra and start your day. You know, we do recommend to make this a sort of a self-love, a self-care routine. You can do it later at night before going to bed so that, you know, you give yourself the time and the space to do that. Mm, I love that. I love the honey analogy. I also think of like trying to move toothpaste out of a tube. Yeah, yeah, we just want to move it exactly. on through. The cream, everyone needs to get it. But also we should be doing these massages pretty consistently because again, as you mentioned in the axillary area, armpit, arms, breast tissue, breast is where we store a lot of toxins. You know, as um, I'm still breastfeeding Kingston, you know, I always think about everything I'm eating, I'm putting on my body because breastfeeding specifically is a great way to detox your body into your baby. And so it's just something to think <laughs> about. Like, wow, yeah. 
know. Yeah. It, it, so it's that same, it's exactly where we're holding on to so much stuff, especially toxins. And so moving that through, it just should be something that it should be a part of our self-care routine. It should be a part of our wellness routine. Um, especially, I mean, every single one of us knows somebody, family member, friends, aunties, mom's friends. I have a, a friend of my mom's who is about to pass probably this week or next with breast cancer. And so this, this is real. This, this is really, really happening to so many of the people that we know. I wouldn't even necessarily call it stigma, but the conversation around breast health is very taboo. We're not supposed to talk about it and we're supposed to just be okay with them, them being uncomfortable and painful. And that's, that is not true at all. And the best, the better that we can take care of the health of our breast, the less likely we're going to develop something, something bigger over time. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because really it's not to say that your breast will experience no change with your cycle, right? But it doesn't have to come to a point where it's debilitating. It's so painful that it goes through from size A to size D. There might be some slight changes and a tiny bit of discomfort, but really women who have like estrogen dominance completely under control will tell you that they feel almost no changes in their breasts whatsoever. So it's completely doable. Oh, it absolutely is. I'm that girl. I'm sure you are too. I used to, oh my God, they were so painful, so awful, so ropey, so lumpy. I haven't dealt with that for years. Like you got to deal with that root cause. And for those of us who are really struggling, like my sister, the second... The second this hits the shelves, Magdalena, I'm bi- I, I'm sending it to my sister. I've been priming her. She just literally texted me a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, "So when is when are the when are the happy sisters coming out?" And I was like, "I promise you, this I'm like September for your birthday, girl, an early birthday present. My sister's birthday's in September, so um, okay. we're so nice. stoked." <laughs> I will just mention a couple of things that I don't, that's not part of the product, but will still make a difference. And so I just want to be totally transparent and, you know, and be, be helpful to, to women as well. So we didn't put any progesterone into the product, right? And so we wanted to be sort of hormone free. You know, one thing to do is, because we, you know, we've addressed the root cause being estrogen dominance, but there's two types of estrogen dominance, how you break down estrogen to the clean estrogen and dirty estrogen is what the product addresses. But what we also need to fix for some women is to also correct the, the ratio of estrogen to progesterone. So if um, a woman feels like she, if you know you're low on progesterone because you've been tested or you have symptoms such as suddenly you've got insomnia, you've always been a great sleeper and suddenly you can't sleep anymore. You wake up in the middle of the night, you can't go back to sleep, you can't fall asleep. You know, you got suddenly anxiety and you become like this warrior as a warrior, like you were never, you never liked that before. Right. And so if you're still menstruating, your second, your luteal phase becomes a lot shorter. If you are having spotting in the middle of your cycle, right. Those are just signs that they could be low progesterone, then getting on the bioidentical as progesterone might be a really good idea. Um, you can even put the progesterone on your breast as well. And so that's going to be, you know, another way of uh, relieving that pain too. Mm, love that. And honestly, I feel like all of us at some point or another is going to need a little progesterone support to oh, get totally. us through. If you feel like you fell off the cliff, then you need progesterone most likely. Um, <laughs> and for some of us, you know, earlier than others, I remember having uh, menopausal levels of progesterone in my early to mid thirties. Like and for some of us, it is really, it can, so it's important to be looking at that. Like if something does not feel right to you, and like I said, you're edgy, you're triggered, like all of a sudden it came out of nowhere, 
It's, it's the hormone you took for granted. She disappeared and we got to get her back. So definitely be testing for that. And I think all of, here's the thing. We need all the tools, Magdalena. We need all the options. We need all the tools. And most of us are going to need to be leveraging all of these at some point or another. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. You know, I want to mention a couple of other things. One is get rid of all the bras that contain wires in it, right? So, you know, the wires where they sit, right? That's that's going to be restricting a lot of the lymphatic flow here under your breast, right? Really bad idea. Get a bra that is gives a lot of support, but without the wires. Another thing is, you know, you talked about the phase three detoxification, right? So that will be our elimination. I can't tell you how many women have said that when they resolve constipation that's when like everything just starts falling in place meaning their estrogen dominance improves right and with that their breast health improves and we're talking about breasts here today but the truth is that when you correct estrogen dominance like everything starts improving your mood is better you sleep better you look better you know like it's just your boobs are feeling better like everything is your cycle is better you know if you're still cycling you know on constipation one of the big food sensitivities that we have found is dairy contributing towards constipation in women and so really you know if, if you're still having that thing like oh i'm eating so healthy but cheese is my only thing there's so many different dairy substitutes today you know and so get rid of it for a couple of weeks for a month and see whether um, your constipation improves. Magnesium citrate is a really great way of moving things through. However, I do see a little bit of a laxative. And so the minute you stop, you know, magnesium citrate, constipation can come back. So that might not be such a great solution, but correcting your magnesium levels and then getting your diet up to the part. Obviously fiber, right? I mean, that's like no, um, no brainer on that one. Sufficient, you know, water intake, right? So I'm sure, have you talked about constipation before? On your, oh on yeah, your, we t- yeah. actually did a whole ep- episode on the connection between constipation and estrogen dominance. I'm like, what yeah, if, what if no. it's your poop or your lack thereof? Because right. yeah, right. it plays a yeah. huge role here. And yeah, fiber, I mean, you know, no, who's getting enough fiber today? Who's getting the 50 grams of fiber that they need every day. Uh, Unless you're being very proactive about it, most of us aren't. And most women I meet, oh my goodness, they're not pooping every day. And, you know, it's it's a major issue. I'm going to mention one thing that is kind of controversial and a lot of women question that. And so I want to address this because I think it's very important. When, When people ask me, you know, what is your fiber intake, right? I mean, beyond just all the vegetables and stuff. I always tell them, you know, I start off my day with a couple of tablespoons of flaxseed in the morning, right? And it'll be like, oh my God, but flaxseed is estrogenic. So what are you doing? Like you're just adding to estrogen dominance. And that is, you know, it's a plausible, logical assumption, but it's a lot more nuanced than that, right? So let's just establish that flaxseed is actually, first of all, because there's so much fiber in it, it actually helps your estrogen dominance. But beyond that, I almost see flaxseed as sort of being like estrogen modulator, meaning that it actually attaches itself to those problematic uh, receptors and blocks that dirty estrogen from coming through. And it gives you the phytoestrogens, which are good estrogens because, hey, you know what? We need them in order to function as women. So it's a nuanced approach, a food, right? But overall, I mean, I think it's, you know, it, it can just create amazing results for, for most women. Having said that, I always find like maybe one out of 20 women will report that ever since they're taking flaxseed, actually their symptoms of estrogen dominance have gotten worse. So you got to listen to your body. And I did some research on that. And I the only thing I've found is that that might be because you don't have certain bacteria in your gut in breaking down the um, flaxseed, the... Um, Help me out here. It starts with the L. Alinoleic acid or no. Anyway, it's, um, and so, it's a component so of the lack of, 
Was that? I said it's a component of flaxseed. Not all of us are able to break it down if we don't have the right bacteria. Exactly. And so it really goes back to your gut health, right? But anyway, so while you're working on your gut health, if flaxseed is actually making you worse, then you definitely don't want to continue with that. Most women have the opposite reaction, meaning the positive experience. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that the the idea, I mean, some things are definitely black and white for a lot of people, but flaxseed is one of those, you know, it is a phytonutrient that it can really work in our benefit. And most of us are not getting enough fiber. Now, if flaxseed is not the answer for you, it could be chia seeds, it could be basil seeds, a lot of other seeds out there that can really help support. But at the end of the day, you're not detoxifying, you're not moving estrogen and other hormones and other toxins out if you're not pooping every single day, period. So figure out the recipe that works best for you and make sure that it's going down on the daily. Totally, 100%. Perfect. Okay, so where do we get the happy sisters? Is it in the store? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, so it's soon to be in the store. I think by the time you release the podcast, it will be in the store. Uh, Yes, I'm not releasing this podcast until it's in the store. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so just on willena.com, W-E-L-L-E-N-A.com is our brand. It's right there, middle of center. Um, Look for happy sisters. Wonderful, wonderful. And where else can we go and find you? Where Where else would you love us to check you out? Um, if you're on Instagram, it's hormone balance. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, honey, for coming on. Thank you so much for working tirelessly, tirelessly to formulate this incredible product that's going to change so many lives. Uh, We've been having this conversation for almost two years now, waiting for this product to get ready. And so it is a, it's been a labor of love. And so I just want to honor you and champion you and, you know, in being the change that we all want to see for women. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I cannot wait for my audience and my community to get my hands on the Happy Sisters as well. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And so important to talk about this to women's health. So thank you for creating, using your platform to really get the word out. Thanks, Henny. So when it comes to estrogen dominance, there is a lot to unpack. And that's why I love having these conversations. And I also love going deeper in my online classes, that one that I literally just hosted a couple weeks ago. Because I see so many women struggling with estrogen dominance and symptoms of estrogen dominance, I wanna be a part of the solution that gets us out of these disruptive symptoms. Now I hope that today's interview shed a lot of light on some of the most common signs and symptoms and really providing some incredible remedies for reducing and reversing estrogen dominance, especially breast pain and tenderness. Now, if you're struggling with dense, painful breasts and you are looking for a solution because you have never found one to date, I am happy to recommend Magdalena's Happy Sisters Kit. There is nothing on the market like it to alleviate fibrocystic breast pain. And I'm so excited to have the link to Happy Sisters in the show notes. Now, this is a kit that has been years in the making, and I'm just so glad that she is pioneering this area of solutions for women specifically. Now, if you are looking for full-on estrogen detoxification support, I do have an estrogen support kit to address all of the estrogen dominant symptoms. I'm gonna have a link in the show notes to my specific estrogen trio. This is the same trio that I talked about in my estrogen dominance webinar a couple weeks ago that completely sold out, but it is back in stock. It contains three liver loving supplements designed to clean up phase one and phase two of liver detoxification pathways so that we ensure that you are clearing out all excess estrogen metabolites. 
These are game changers. They have worked with literally thousands of women to reverse symptoms of estrogen dominance. And they pair so beautifully with Magdalena's Happy Sisters Kit. So I'll have the link for both of them in the show notes in case you want to go and check them out. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. If you are loving these tips, be sure to subscribe to the show for more easy ways to heal your hormones and upgrade your health. And if there is someone in your life that you know is struggling with breast pain and needs this information, please share it with them too so that we can help all women who are suffering needlessly so that they've got solutions at their fingertips. In the next episode, oh, I just look forward to seeing you then.